0: Episode 75, emergency episode, which just happens to be the Barry Zito episode 75. Welcome to Scott the Bench Alexander. Clear episode. episode. Okay. okay, Scott Alexander. We're here. We're here too. Welcome in. Welcome in to the Bench is Clear podcast, where we cover the best rivalry of all of sports. I am Jessica Gutierrez, and I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants, who just picked up Chris motherfucking Bryant. And that's why we are here today. And I'm Tyler Co representing the Dodgers who officially
1: <laughs> have traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner officially
0: just a little bit better than Chris Bryant a little bit better just a little bit better damn kicking and screaming yeah that's that's a good one um yeah I mean we've talked about who, who we think we should get obviously Max Scherzer was on the top of both of our lists but if we were looking for position players my, my go-to was Chris Bryant I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was going to cost more than he cost, um, you know, despite some reports coming in that he cost a shitload, um, which we'll get into in a second. But let's just bask in the fact that at third base tomorrow, we're going to be seeing, well, when you're listening to this today, um, we're going to be seeing Chris Bryant in a San Francisco giant uniform. What a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Got to Yeah. Which I think really adds to the, the, the makings – because the, the, the makings to a championship team are obviously looks. And when you got the, the hottest manager in baseball and then you add Chris Bryant's beautiful face <laughs> over there at, at, at third base, I mean, he'll probably okay, play left field let's, let's because when let's comes relax. comes back.
1: Let's, let's relax. First of all, let's acknowledge today, Corey Seager, the most handsome man in baseball, is okay, coming back.
0: He's no short
1: and okay. and second of all, Trey Turner is pretty
0: damn good looking. So let's relax. I'm not saying that he's let's ugly. Relax. I'm just saying when, you know, you got the, Bryant, the varsity Chris quarterback, dude. Chris Bryant, that's all, that's all you need. That's, we're just a couple of girls talking about looks. That's all that matters. We don't know about sports. Um, let's, I don't know, dude. I'm just, I'm so fucking happy. I, I was, it was literally at the buzzer, buzzer beater. Um, Farhan is the shit. Um, I mean, we're going to break down this trade, but it was really nice to see the, the last minute getting. I would want to. I mean, Trey Turner is, is a better baseball player. Yes, I understand that. Um, but he wasn't exactly believed to be on the market. I thought it would cost a lot. So this is the top hitter on the market, I believe, that was believed to be available. So, and the Giants got him. So, ah, first yeah, place even though team, Trey just Turner took it is a,
1: a better hitter. But. No, That's I mean it. It, fill, it fills a glaring hole for you guys. Mm-hmm. And when when right Longo back, comes right. back, then you can put him in the outfield. I mean, right. it it makes sense. I want to hate Chris Bryant, just because you know the back to back years and the NLCS, and now he's a giant. Right, but Chris Bryant just seems like the nicest dude. <laughs> like I can't hate him. I mean, I'm not going to root for him, but he just seems right. like such a good dude. So I can't hate him. So I'm really upset that he is a
0: giant and right. he is a good I,
1: ball player too, which, you know,
0: that, that helps. That helps the looks. Yeah. Um, one thing that we, we do have to break down um, some incredible work on Twitter today, incredible work at was first Fuck Twitter to to, to, to be believed that the return for Chris Bryant was Joey Bart and Lamont Way Jr. When I saw this, because when I saw it, it was tweeted by a blue check mark, John Swartz, uh, a senior writer somewhere. So I was like, oh shit, there's no way. Kendricks better be attached to this trade or else this is bullshit. Right. But then it came out uh, via, I, I I saw Ben Kaspik, um tweet about it that it was tweeted. It started by uh, uh, someone at Harper season tweeted it and it was one of those Jeff, pa- you know, with the Jeff Passon, um, <laughs>
1: the fake Jeff picture,
0: <laughs> a fake Jeff Passon. Um, so people should have saw through it, but oh my gosh, it was mentioned on MLB network. It was mentioned on the top baseball podcast in, I guess, baseball podcasting right now talking baseball. They were talking about it. So many people got fooled. It was, it's just incredible. I, I, I can't believe it.
1: Yeah. Uh, all these fake Jeff Passon accounts really pissed me off because really now did. you have, you have to do the work. You have to really look at the username, not just the headline name. (laughs) You have
0: to do the work. Like It's so hard to make sure there's two S's and one A. It's
1: annoying. All I'm saying is you have to do the work and everyone should know by now that you don't believe anything unless unless the real Jeff
0: Passan says it. Yeah, right. I think people are given too harsh of a critique of Ken Rosenthal um, because people are saying you shouldn't believe his tweets. He never said that Max Scherzer was going to the Padres. He said that the Padres and and um, the Nationals have a deal and they have to work things out and they're nearing a deal. Other teams are still believed to be involved. And he was right.
1: Yeah, I listened to an interview with Andrew Friedman uh, that just got posted about an hour ago. And they were asking about the Padres deal. And they were asking, you know, did that, when that kind of reporting came out, did it really kick you guys into gear? And they are like, no, not really. Like we kind of had our, <clears throat> our idea from the get go, and we were just, you know, right. chipping away at it, chipping away at it, like Andrew Fleisman does. You know, oh, he's, not gonna, fuck up. he's not gonna,
0: he's not gonna be a bitch. Up.
1: He's not gonna get punked by AJ Bit Preller. Okay, that ain't gonna happen.
0: Yeah, yeah fuck happen. that, dude. Um, another thing too, I've seen a lot of people on Giants Twitter talking about how Farhan swindled the cubs and how they gave up nothing for chris bryant you obviously don't know about prospects they gave out some solid fucking prospects they really did alexander canario um who bob nightingale likes to call alexander camargo how is he an actual sports journalist if you don't even write that like yeah it's just so crazy to me there's no there's no fucking like accountability like how do you not say that like i don't delete what got
1: me fix it which got me really fucking mad because when I read that, I was like, oh my god, they did get him for nothing. They got him for <laughs> right, fucking nothing. Right. And then I was right. like, there, there's nobody named that. Yeah. So it must be Canario.
0: Yeah, which I've been talking about Alexander Canario, screaming about him for a minute. Caleb Killian is a guy that we haven't talked about much on here um, because he started making his ranks when the Giants were good. So I've uh, not really talked too much about prospects, more talked about what's going on the, with with the major league team. But Caleb Killian was the first um, pitcher that Farhan drafted for the Giants. The first eight rounds of the 19 draft were all position players. He was the first pitcher. His first year in the minors, which obviously 2020, he didn't pitch. So in 2020, mm-hmm. when they started him high A. He fucking destroyed, promoted him to double A, and he was killing it there. So, I mean, he was imagined. I would imagine he would eventually go to triple A by the end of the year in his first season pitching. He's a legit dude. He is no joke. Um, I'm bummed that they that they let those guys go. But you can't give up nothing and expect, even for a rental, and expect Chris Bryant. They, they kept on to their top guys. They, they kept their top guys. I'm very happy with the trade. But at the same time, it's like, uh-huh. And that's my joke yeah, about it.
1: But aren't you, like, super stoked? Because oh, yeah. you, were, you were talking yesterday. I think we were talking – that you're saying it might cost someone like a, like a Seth Corey who was like your number five prospect. Yeah. And Canario, Canario, what was your number nine? And then yeah. but the, the problem other with dude was Canario, your number
0: 30. Right. But the only, pro- the thing is I would have rather given up a Seth Corey because, and cause here's the thing, you know, what happens lately is really what fogs, you know, your memory. Um, Seth Corey is really struggling at high this year. Really struggling. So, but then again, you'd be selling him low. So they probably didn't, you know, they probably would rather have a Caleb Killian who is destroying right now. Canario is one of those um, for people to understand who don't, you know, pay attention to prospects. The reason why Tatis was traded to the Padres is because he wasn't Tatis at the time. He was just some 16 year old kid and they didn't know how to rank him because he's so young. Alexander Canario is a 19 year old kid and they don't know how to rank him. I mean, he's not he's not a Tati, he's not a tatis level type guy but he is better than what he's ranked right now. He has a he has the um the potential to be an all-star player. Um so more work has to be done obviously he has a lot of swing and miss, but he's a very 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 good player, but he also costs a 40-man spot because he was signed so early. So yeah. um so yeah, um I'm I'm not bummed on the trade. I'm very happy with the trade. I think it's a great trade, but Following those two guys, you know Canario for the past couple of years, Killian this year, Um it's kind of just like a, you know, uh huh. But anyways, yeah, you know what I mean. But like, I mean, yeah, you guys kept
1: Luciano, Joey yeah. Bart, Heliot Ramos, mm-hmm. and right. they uh, weren't gonna trade Bart for Hunter anyone Mid-Shop.
0: anyone less. Yeah, they they wouldn't trade Bart any for anyone less than, you know, that has at least two more years after this year. Yeah, um, I think he was on the table. There's there's some rumors that Zaidi is not huge on Joey Bart because um, he's not one of his you know high on base guys. He has some holes in his swing, um, so I think they were open to trading him, but they're not going to trade him for a rental guy. That's just that's not valuing your prospects right. And Farhan is just a he's just a man. He's not going to mm. get he's not going to get swindled like that. You know what I
1: mean? I mean he is a product of my boy Fleeson. He's so not I, a product I, I, of it.
0: I'm oh, sorry. Please, ever since ever since ever since Farhan left the Dodgers, they're under you the radar like guys haven't found right out. Now. Sheldon Noisy. Boom. Dud. Who else do they who else did they pick up for nothing? I can't think of no, anybody oh, else. Right oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Who else did the Dodgers pick up for nothing?
0: Uh, yeah. once Farhan left. Uh just this year. The I'm only one that's going to find is Sheldon Noisy. And he he's hey. not getting out. McKinney sucks.
1: As far as I know, Farhan didn't even want Max Muncy. He was like, <laughs> "Let's not go for him." And Andrew Friedman was like, "I'm going to put you. I'm going to stop yeah. right there. I'm going to put my hand on your chest. Fuck you. I'm going yeah, to get my
0: guy." The the guy who came from the A system, who was you know, there was Farhan's yeah. system at that time.
1: Didn't even know. And then he Max brought I don't
0: think
1: it, I don't even think he knew who he was. Oh, um, right. Well, you know, something I thought that was interesting is, yeah, I feel like the, I don't know, the Giants are going to have a similar situation to the Dodgers in a couple of years with their catching prospects where maybe you're going to be able to trade one away and get a pretty good return because you guys have two like elite catching prospects.
0: Right. So Um,
1: the NL West is going to be, real shitty for the next couple yeah, of years it's gonna be a
0: dog fight i mean the the dodgers have always seemed to have always seemed to draft very well even though they've been drafting um later in the draft yeah. um and farhan has he's under the radar guys plus he's been drafting very well um and the padres are at the top of they their rebuild their rebuild I, I think they're going to fall faster than, they, than it took them to come up because they're already falling apart in my opinion um but that's also just me fucking hating the hating the padres and having nothing they have nothing to show for it and they have all this praise it's so stupid um but it's just going to be a dogfight it's I, I mean i the the giants are going to be a powerhouse in two years i mean when luciano's up oh my god like game it's- fucking over yeah, Luis long Matos, gone are the days done, of
1: the NLS being the weakest division in baseball. Yeah,
0: it's 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 going to be intense. I mean, before we move on to the rest of the league, because there's so many trades that I love to just touch on really quick. I know this is supposed to be a short emergency episode, but it might not even be short because so much shit just happened today. Um, it's the craziest I trade do,
1: deadline since in my 30 years gosh, of life on this earth.
0: I can't remember this the, this crazy of a trade deadline. Never. I mean, I don't know if it's just if it's just because people are are more willing to give up mid range prospects and teams are are realizing that you're not going to get a top prospect. So they're more willing to take them. Plus they want to get something, you know, for their rentals because I mean, after you get a, um, what was it? The sandwich picker in the first round, I think you have to go directly to a second round. So it's like, you might as well get a guy who, you know, is decent, who is already playing in the minor leagues a little bit, then, you know, take a chance with a college kid. So I, I don't know, or maybe it's just the 2020 season. I I don't I don't know I don't know what it is. I but.
1: I, I I also think, dude, a lot of teams feel like they're still in it with 60 right. some odd games left. I mean, look at the NL East. You know, the Mets the Mets went all in because I feel like they think. Look at the, what the Braves did. Look what the Phillies
0: did. The right.
1: Phillies and Braves think they can catch them.
0: And it's it's possible, but. Before we get into the I, I I do have to mention before we get on to the rest of the league, really quick, let's talk about the Tone Ranger coming back to San Francisco. Tony Watson is coming over from for Sam Selman and a couple of pro low, low-level prospects, not um in their top 30, but it is Jose Marte and Ivan Armstrong. Um it's a little head scratching because. Tony Watson's numbers aren't good this year. He's not having a good year. And they didn't give up a whole lot, but they gave up more than I would imagine for Tony Watson. Um, But with Farhan Fashion, man, it just seems like every guy they get with a four ERA just comes over and fucking shoves. I mean, I.E. fucking DeScalfani, I.E. Oh Kevin Except Goss. pitches against the Dodgers. Oh. Yeah, okay, yeah, you can fuck yourself. That's true, but still, he's still a great pitcher. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting good things. He's. I mean, Tony Watson in giant uniform has been fucking shut down. So, I'm excited to have Waddy back. Tone Ranger, best um, player's weekend jersey in Giants history. I love him. And an that interesting
1: stat that we both learned, Tony Watson has the most holds in MLB history. Big so, fact. he's a that's a that's a pretty good seventh or eighth inning guy to have
0: right and and it's also a thing of veteran presence in a locker room what that does obviously he was popular in that locker room to bring him back so i don't know i really i really hope he <laughs> obviously i hope he does well for a number of reasons but um one of those reasons would be i really like the guy so hope he does great yeah whatever um now we can talk about want, around the league. <laughs> yeah.
1: <clears throat> Let, let's jump into it. I think the first thing we want to talk about, I know you you really wanted to talk about it. Trevor Story, staying mm. put. John, John Gray, Gray, staying put. Stay in put. The Rockies, dude, the Rockies GM and A.J. Preller are, you know, going at it for who's the worst in the NL West. Right. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a tie. They both are terrible. Right. I mean, how do you not find someone and it was, you know, before the Chris Bryant trade, there was a lot of talk about story going to the Giants. And I was like, that just seems like kind of a weird fit. But, I mean, as time goes on, I mean, the price has to be pretty low with only 30 minutes left until the deadline. Like, I guess I could see it happening. But, dude, you have to think there were teams that were willing to give up a decent amount. for right. Maybe not the haul that you want for them. But now you're just going to get, a, a, you know, a pick. Right. When he doesn't accept the qualifying a offer. Third,
0: I was listen, I was listening to talking baseball earlier today and they were saying that Gray is only gonna call, only gonna bring him back a comp pick between the second and third round. I'm not exactly sure how they work that out. I would imagine Story gets them a comp pick from between the first and second round. So I don't know, I I'm not knowledgeable on exactly how that works out. But I can't imagine the Giants weren't willing to give up at least a decent prospect. Maybe even uh maybe even a Sean Jelly for John Gray. Why would you not take that? I don't understand that. doesn't make any sense.
1: There's no way John Gray's going to take the qualifying offer. I think he's pitched well enough this year to get above the qualifying offer and get a multi-year deal, and he doesn't have to pitch at Coors Field anymore. No way he sticks around, and obviously Trevor Story is going somewhere else. Right. We've known that for a year, and I saw something interesting that they were saying... The Rockies front office was like very apprehensive to trade him for something that didn't seem like a huge huge package in return because of what they went through with the Arenado trade. Right. It's like so just be better. Just go get something better. Right. Don't give story away for free. I mean, you've got to be able to get at least a top 15, top ten guy. Right. But now you're you're risking that for like a second round comp pick better
0: skate better better so that That might pay off
1: in five six years
0: but think about it i think that they would have gave up a jelly for a john gray and jelly was their second round pick you haven't been doing picks better than the giants in years just copy their test take him take him
1: yeah
0: i don't get it so yeah i don't know so that, that was probably the biggest miss. Um, I, I don't know We'll we'll talk. We'll get into that later. We're going to give out a word for uh, who lost this trade deadline, but it's crazy that everyone from the Cubs has gone to me bias, Rizzo. If you're a Cubs fan, if you're oh. a nationals fan, you're bummed, but would you rather to jumpstart the rebuild now, or would you slowly rip the bandaid off and maybe Kip Rizzo, which technically you could still sign him back. You know, you could sign Brian I think, back.
1: I think one of those guys comes back. I don't think it's going to yeah. be Baez. It's going to be either Rizzo or Brian, or maybe both. Yeah. I think Baez is going to start... sign with the Mets
0: mm-hmm. after like, the season. Cu- Listen to me, Cubs fans, please. Killian and Canario are great. You're gonna, I, I, I legitimately think they're going to be major leaguers, and they're going to be worth, for you guys, wh- whose season is dead, worth the trouble of, being sad seeing Chris Bryant leave for half a season that you're not even going to compete in anyway. So I don't know the other returns. I don't know their prospects, but I just know what you got from us. has been great. And nationals fans, yep. you could tell them about Josiah Gray and, and, and Ruiz, but
1: <clears throat> yeah. And well, the Cubs too getting Nick Madrigal, that's huge. That's a, that's a nice return for Craig Kimbrell. You know, you're going to have, Take with, from your cost town rival, take yeah. them. And with with dudes like Patrick Wisdom coming up this year, and producing, I mean your infield is gonna be all right.
0: Yeah, gonna, take care of Matt gonna, Duffy, my guy.
1: But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Nationals fans, uh, Josiah Gray, MLB ready starting pitcher.
0: He a great dude, ceiling of a great pitcher too. Ceiling. Yeah. He's not. He's not just like an MLB pitcher that's like i believe his floor his ceiling could be yeah maybe he not could a be one, an ace. but yeah he could be it's, could it's be. possible that's and true. then
1: Kieber, dude a power hitting switch hitting catcher come on
0: like don't be too sad
1: that, yeah that's that's huge you know and i mean the nationals <laughs> sold the entire fucking team
0: they got Should. rid of everyone so you're going to have done, a lot of young done. dudes yeah Get rid of all the the only one that should really hurt is Trey Turner because he was gonna come back next year. But yeah sell all your rentals. If you're not gonna compete this year, get rid of your rentals. Yeah, of course. Do it. Both of our teams made huge moves, answered a lot of huge questions. Um on my side, not exactly all the ones that I liked. If there's one thing that you wish, you know, um Freeman would have done and what Zaidi would have done. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll go, we'll go uh, your side first, uh, Tyler. Who? What, what? What? move was not made?
1: Well, if you're asking me, what I wish Farhan would have done? No, no, no. Would no, you have no. got Chris hard. Bryant? I know. I know. That's <laughs> just being a dick. Um, I mean, dude, I don't. I don't think the Dodgers needed an elite bullpen arm. I don't think right. they needed Craig Kimbrel. It would have been nice. Right. So I think, realistically speaking, a bullpen arm would have been nice. However, we don't know what Danny Duffy is going to do. And Danny Duffy gives them that flexibility to put Gonsolin in the bullpen if they want Duffy to be a fifth starter. But definitely going into the playoffs, Danny Duffy's not going to be a starter. So he's going to be your bullpen guy. Right. So I don't know if they could have done much more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, someone like, a, like an Ian Kennedy would have been nice. But, I mean – it looks like they wanted to package him and Gibson together, and we certainly don't need Gibson, so. Right. I don't know. Or, you know, like a Raziel Iglesias would have been cool. And there's rumors that he, the Angels might have been shopping him. I don't know how much truth that is. Right. So with Duffy, and I don't think we touched on it. You and I were talking about it earlier. With the player to be named later, you were saying that mm. <clears throat> it's not a traditional. Right. It's kind of like a Trey Turner when the Padres traded him after mm-hmm. drafting him, um, a drafty has, right. has to be with the, the organization for so long. Right. So it's probably going to be a draftee from this year
0: because I E from, we're just stealing from this. So you gotta give credit. I from reports that, um, they were talking about talking baseball. That's just not your normal, um, player dump for the player to be named later. So I was thinking it had to be like the trade turner situation, um, so that's what was to be said. I mean, it could be wrong. It could come out that it's, it literally is just a player dump. So, I mean, no matter what, unless it's the first round pick, it's still pretty much a fleece, I think. Yeah. So, and, and
1: realistically, um, realistically speaking, I don't think Andrew Friedman could have done anything more. I think we gave up the perfect amount of, I mean, obviously I wish we could have given up nothing for and jubert Turner and that's just not realistic. Exactly. But, you know, we kept we kept a lot of important prospects and we filled the holes that we needed. So I don't know. I gave him an A plus. I don't really think there's any glaring holes.
0: Um, for for us, I would have to say that they should have added a starting pitcher. Um, I wish it would. Have, I mean, obviously, you, you want the Max Scherzer's, but even if you don't do there, I don't know what the fuck happened with the Rockies with John Gray. They were believed to be interested in John Gray and they wanted John Gray. So I'm really bummed that didn't happen. Um, but other than that, exceeded expectations for the, the, the right-handed hitter. Um, you know, I would have liked, obviously we would have loved the Craig Grimroll, but I love me some Tony Watson. He was great in a giant uniform having a bad year this year. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, wish, wish we would have got a legit starting pitcher. Um, that, that, that's, that's pretty much it for there. So, um, now to look at, Winning and losing, right? That's always the question when it comes to the trade deadline. We're not going to talk about throughout the league. Let's talk about what really matters. And I think no matter what, your answer would have been the same. Um, Who won this trade deadline, Tyler?
1: The Los Angeles Dodgers. 100%. (laughs) Objectively speaking, best trade deadline in the league. Right. Objectively.
0: I think the only other argument you can make the winner of this trade deadline would be either the Nationals or the Cubs if you want to argue prospects because they got rid of a lot of rentals, got a lot of I money on the, the boards and I added think some the prospects. But, and the Blue Jays the uh, White Blue Sox Jays, had a pretty good deadline as well. White Sox besides Kimbrel. That's huge. That's huge, but one bullpen piece, you're going to win the whole thing when, I mean, it pains yeah. me to say this, when the Dodgers got a frontline starter and... Trey Turner as well as Danny Duffy. I, I unfortunately am gonna have to say the same. Dodgers won this trade deadline. Um honestly when the Padres got Max Scherzer, I was like, fuck. And now I am wishing to God that, that it was true. Even like I don't I would have I would have welcomed all the Padres shit talk because I knew they still would have finished third, even with Max Scherzer. So um yeah, super bummed. But yeah, unfortunately it's gonna go to The Los Angeles Dodgers of Anaheim. So, Tyler, throughout the league, who lost this trade deadline? The San Diego Padres, without a
1: doubt. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. I got so many reasons. San Diego love. Yeah. First of all, you got the, you know, the the quick trigger, the fucking premature ejaculation of – everyone like, oh, my God, we got Max Scherzer. And there was that one right. person tweeting like, I'm literally crying right now. Well, you're going to be fucking crying <laughs> a lot longer, you dumbass. So so the fact that the Padres uh, thought they had Max Scherzer and then he gets away, that's a loss right, right there. But then he it goes is. to a division rival who's two and a half games ahead of you in the standings. And then you add the best bat that was dealt at the deadline. On top of that, that has to hurt and it hurt me, you know? Yeah. And it's, I've seen uh, that fucking stupid Padres kid with the beady little eyes and the dumb glasses. Sounds He's like,
0: like 80% of them. Okay.
1: Yeah. You know, those dumbass ass Padre fans, <laughs> he, you know, a lot of Padre fans are like, Oh, you know, the Dodgers saying we're buying our team. They're not really saying anything now. That's not buying a team. That's homegrown talent that was flipped for major league talent. That's how baseball works. It's totally different than going out in free agency and buying Max Scherzer and waiting another year and buying Trey Turner. It's different. Yeah. Because you're willing to make the tough decision to give up your number one and two prospects because the Dodgers have that prospect depth. So fuck the Padres and this idea that AJ Preller is like an incredible GM. I don't see it. I think this is kind of like when, you know, the Padres went in all in on Matt Kemp and Upton and like all those guys. And then a couple of years later, they're selling everyone off. It's already kind of starting to happen. They were trying to dump Hosmer. That obviously didn't happen, but I don't see Hosmer and Will Myers on the team next year. I mean, they're going to have to right. be dumping some guys. So this idea that, that AJ Preller is like the second coming of Andrew Friedman is just not true. We already know the top two GMs in probably the National League
0: are Farhan and Andrew Friedman. Yeah, Farhan or die. Um, if I was any other team, I would be calling to interview Scott Harris for that for their president of baseball operations position yesterday if I was the angels after seeing what he did with the, the the Giants pitching staff that's that's what I would do but regardless um yeah I'm gonna have to I was gonna go either the Rockies or the Padres we already talked about the Rockies um so I'm gonna say it's a split between them a little NL West um bias to 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 not move your, your guys. Of story and great, and think you're going to get a decent return in the draft. Seeing the return that these guys got, everyone got, it's ridiculous to think they would have that. That they think that they would have got more in the draft. That it is mind blowing. I don't understand it. So I don't know what the fuck is going over there in Colorado, especially with the the Arenado mix up. Um, but I think I just want to give it to the Padres because fuck the Padres. They're still hyping them up like they're crazy about how good they are and they're still five and a half games out Mm -hmm. Blake Snell is trash over there you Darvish is really starting to make a turn for the worst so Mm -hmm. and they didn't add a starting pitcher and they act like they want to be in this race that's got to be yeah that's the biggest loss now I'm changing my mind it's for sure the Padres yeah they're shot Paddock sucks and that's the end of that that's all I got to say about that that's all I gotta say about that. I mean, the Adam mm.
1: Frazier trade—that's that's neat. I guess. Decent. Yeah. He's a he's a great average hitter. i hitting for average. But
0: then they yeah. they go and yeah, get yeah, Daniel yeah.
1: Hudson. They go and get Daniel Hudson, which I'm not impressed with.
0: I he's, mean, a, I know he's a very good reliever, but they also have Mark Melanson. Uh, so, you I mean, you added, which is good. I'm not saying that's bad. What I'm saying it's not yeah. gonna impact mm, that crazy. Yeah, and the then holes in starting pitching.
1: They call up the Cubs and they go after well-known cheater Jake Marisnik, is now a Padre, which makes me so happy because I was I was able to, you know, yell and scream at him when the Cubs uh, were playing the Dodgers a couple, like mm. a month ago. So, yeah, Jake Marisnik is a non-factor. Right. So, no big deal there. But I will say this, and I know we so, don't want to talk much about the league. Right. Dude, the Chicago White Sox might be the scariest team on paper. Really? Yeah. On, okay, think about coming to playoffs, right? So you right. have a starting rotation if you go with a three guy of uh, Lance Lynn, okay. Lucas Giolito, and Carlos Rodon, okay. right? Yeah. Then really you have picture. guys like Michael Kopech, okay. Dallas Keuchel, and Dylan Cease going into the pen – and they already got Ryan Tapera from the Cubs earlier this week. And right. then they got Craig Kimbrell. Jesus
0: Bryce. Yeah, their bullpen is fucking stacked, but the rotation is extremely good, but they also have off and on days. So Lance Lynn Giants have taken him for a ride before in the postseason. It scares me, but not as much. I hate to boast your ego and I hate to blow your head up, but it scares it doesn't scare me as much as a Bueller. Scherzer Kershaw um right. rotation. See how I it doesn't realty in there. <laughs> dude, is that was that on purpose? <sighs> you mind fucker. <laughs>
1: um yeah, dude. It was just again, best trade deadline I've ever been a part of. It just seemed like right. every two minutes, it's like we got this going, we
0: got this going, we got this going. And not just it's small guys, crazy. big guys off the board, Baez, Rizzo, Gallo fucking sure's scherzer turn like yes uh, it's it was i i would love to compare it to other years but this one has felt the craziest i've
1: yeah paid it all pales to. in comparison it's not even close. right right and i'm i'm okay. i'm so excited the season the second second part of the season starts now right now now it's going to be the mad dash to the finish and, you know, uh, again, I, I tweeted about this earlier. I've always been – I hate the wild card game. I think that's one of the worst ideas. But I think the wild card game is really fueling teams going out there and doing stuff, especially in the NLS, because no one wants right. that wild card game. And then also right. the, the non-waiver deadline or the, the waiver trade
0: deadline being removed. That's actually helped, too. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what, that's what, oh my gosh, it took us 30 minutes to, to figure it out. We didn't understand why this is why, because oh, yeah, I think, I think, I don't think Bryant would have been moved because if they would have been like, ah, uh, you know what, let's see if teams get really desperate in a month. If they weren't happy with that return, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I think, I think maybe that's why Bryant waited to the last second because it was, oh, let's see if we can get more. Let's see if we can get more. And then, you know, they, they, they accepted what they got, but. There's a couple guys that – I mean, maybe Baez and Rizzo. It's like, ah, maybe teams will get more desperate in a month. Maybe a big injury happens and we really need to make a playoff push. I don't know. But that's what it is. I'm booking it down.
1: I I think the other thing that we kind of glossed over, you know, because we're so just focused on the NL West. The NL Central, the the Brewers are playing good baseball, and they just got Eduardo Escobar, which I'm super stoked. Because the Dodgers are playing the Diamondbacks this weekend. And the he got their only the good player. Right. So, there's that. Do the Brewers, I mean, they're already like, I think, six games up in that division. And now the Cubs are a non-factor. The Cardinals are a non-factor. And, dude, the Reds didn't do anything at the deadline. Right. So, it seems like the Brewers kind of locked that up. But the Brewers are a good team.
0: Yeah, they really but are.
1: I think in the NL West, everyone's so focused about winning the division, so you don't have to play the wild card game. But dude, the NL Central, the Brewers are going to be going to be hot. I think the yeah. the NL East is a joke. I'm not right. worried about the Mets or anyone. But so
0: basically, it's going to be a Brewers and either Dodgers and Dodgers or Giants NLCS. Is what you're saying? Ooh. I don't know. Maybe maybe
1: the Braves did enough Ooh, to I don't think themselves. So. Just to they make didn't my add pitching right.
0: They added a bunch, They added a bunch Shut of up.
1: outfielders. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the Braves to make it to the NLCS, so I look like a genius. Uh, but the Yankees going to the World Series looks like a pretty far off chance. <laughs> Even no, with yeah. adding Rizzo and Gallo, that's just not going to happen. So
0: right, right. Yeah. Yeah, good training. So, good times. I know this isn't a normal episode, but we do have a fuck you of the week. Uh, and I know you're really passionate, Mod Tyler, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the floor. Who is the fuck yeah. you of the week today?
1: Fuck Joe Musgrove. Mm. Dude throws seven innings. It's like, oh, I'm the fucking reincarnation of Cy Young, apparently. He thinks he's the best pitcher in the world. Mm. Saying that the Padres, they think they're the better team still better than the Dodgers after the Dodgers get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. First of all, you weren't better than the Dodgers before the trade. Right. And you're certainly way further off now that the trade has been done. And you're five that's... games behind a team, another team that's better than you. Yeah. You're the third best team in the division. And, pro- and the fourth best team in the national
0: league. So Relax. Joe Musgrove, yeah. relax. Joe Musgrove, fuck that guy. You can quote me on that. Brought to you by Farhan. Um, Yeah, uh, there's nothing. I mean, the fact that it's still – people are still talking Padres and Dodgers, Padres and Dodgers, and leaving a team that's in first place going into August. Like, there's nothing that anyone can do that can make the Giants not first on August 1st. How do you still doubt that? It's insane to
1: me. I don't know. That's the thing. It's Joe Musgrove is just echoing – just the essence of all Padres fans. Like, despite all the facts and all the evidence, we're the best. <laughs> if you disregard records and all the evidence out there, we're the best. And that's bullshit. Right, right. This is total, a total Padre thing. Like, dude, I can't I posted something on Twitter earlier that caught a lot of flack where I was like, show me a Padre fan who's been a fan for longer than five years, and I'll show you a liar. Uh-huh. <laughs> dude. And a lot of people came out of the woodworks who are older, you You're know, right. who I'm sure have been fans since the 80s. That's fine. But I'm talking our generation, you know, someone who's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Dude, I had never met a Padres fan until two years ago, three years right, ago. Right, 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 right. So the fact that all these people are coming out of the woodwork and saying all this ridiculous shit.
0: Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, there's a couple of old guys. Yeah, sure, fine. You win, old dude. But at the same time, Everyone that's talking all this shit wasn't showing up to games when they were shitty. So I don't want to hear it.
1: Yeah. If someone comes up with that white and blue ugly shit jersey, then I know they're real. Yeah. But I right. see a lot of shit brown and piss yellow jerseys. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Two last things before we wrap up this episode. I don't know if I mentioned it on last night's podcast, but it looks like Max Scherzer is either going to make his Dodgers debut Tuesday or Wednesday, hopefully Wednesday, because I'll be at the Ravine, against the Houston Astros. I mean, you can't, you can't make this shit up. That's going to be great. Right. Max Scherzer obviously doesn't like the Astros, so it's a perfect fit. Uh, mm-hmm. First time Dodger fans are going to be in the stands against the Astros since the whole cheating scandal, you know, everyone knows the story. It's going to be great. And also, Max Scherzer is, I believe, around 80 strikeouts away from 3,000 strikeouts. So oh, it's wow. very possible that Max Scherzer will have his 3000 strikeout in a Dodger uniform. And that's just pretty fucking cool. That is
0: that's really cool. I, I, I wonder if Lighten the extension thing is, is right. If he's going to sign an extension or he's just going to wait to become a free agent because he's seeing how much people want him and things that people may, might be fighting for him. So that's well, another developing story that we will continue to look at.
1: He is going to be a Dodger for at least the next two years. And with that being said, this episode was brought to you by Renovation Candle Company, where candles are over 40% off. Go check them out. Keep us paid so I can keep talking shit about Padre fans
0: on the air. Yes, keep us fed and fat. We love it. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you listen to these two back-to-back podcasts. Thank you so much for the support and the new love we've been getting. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Hit subscribe on YouTube. Hit that like, that bell. It helps us grow. Write us reviews, it helps us grow, help us out. Um, follow us on Instagram, Benches Clear Podcast, Twitter, Benches Clear, P and TikTok, just regular benches cleared. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.